I'm Megan. I'm Christy. And I'm Auntie B. And we are Homebrew Murder Crew. Back together. Together, we're better together. I'm so happy that you girls are over. It's been forever since mm-hmm. I've seen you ladies. Yeah. Been yeah. a little disconnected. Sorry, everybody. Things, uh, kinda, things, things kind of happened. Yeah. yeah. I kind of got married. Yeah, there was yeah. that thing. Yeah. Went to Vegas, had like the whole wedding and all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just, you know, back to contemplating life. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so glad to be back though because I yes. miss you ladies. I miss my true crime. Um, I appreciate you guys letting me take a break. Of course. Of course. To get my shit together. <laughs> We're happy to have you back. Yeah. Happy to be Cheers back. Cheers to that. Cheers, Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she gave me the plastic cup again. Yes. We made a new batch of wine here. Oh, cab sab. So that's um cooking in Britney's closet this time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it is in my closet. It's not going to be Okotoks closet wine. It's going to be. But it is going to be Oki. Yeah. It's for <laughs> sure. got three bags. It's not Oki Toki. Oki Toki. It's Oki Smoky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> anybody get any any anything they'd like to share i had um my clinic's christmas party on saturday oh yes um and we did like a secret santa gift exchange but we, oh. we also did like the, the white elephant yeah. Yeah. so you draw numbers so there was nine of us so we all drew a number out of the hat and you never want to get number one because that means you get to open a gift, but you don't get to see what everybody else gets. Yeah, you want to be the one of the very higher right. numbers yeah. so and that so, you can see all of yeah. them open. So each gift can only be stolen a, a maximum of three times. Anyways, my gift that I purchased for that was a calendar, 2024 calendar of dogs pooping. I love it. <laughs> So figured it was fitting for a vet clinic. And uh, yeah, I ended up getting um, this little desk plate that you can flip to different, you know, like a nameplate type thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you can flip it to make to change it. And so currently it's on. I'm not a doctor, but I'll take a look. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and there's a bunch of other ones like ask me how many fucks I give. Yeah. No, you cannot speak to my manager. <laughs> I am I your manager. It. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So that was. Oh, <laughs> Megan almost broke this. Down. Oh, I did not. I was spilling the wine. And why did we give you the plastic one? I saved the wine. Okay, okay but you put it in a position in which it needed to be saved. It's compromised. <laughs> ah. That's okay. We're teasing you. We I love know. you. We love you. But, anyways, that's all I have. Yeah, I don't got nothing. I got a couple stories for okay. you guys. Yeah, we want to hear. So one, I want to just like, I just want to dial it back to a couple episodes that we had, the one about parasomnias and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It kind of relates to dreams and stuff. And you know, it's something that I'm going to cover in a later episode. Bathroom. Oh, I thought it was a ghost. It's the ghost. Okay. (laughs) No, it's Kyle's in the But, um, so a couple nights ago, Martin and I were, we both woke up in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. And we both had really Thank rough God. sleeps. And Thank God you both woke up. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's really good news. Martin was like, oh my God, I had such a crazy like fucking dream last night. He barely ever remembers his dreams. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I did too. I was like, I had a dream I went to work with you. And he was, he shot up out of bed and looked at me and was like, I'm sorry, what? I was like, I had a dream that I went to work with you. 
And he's like, I had a fucking dream that you came to work with me. What? And I was like, no way. So I, I'm, I think I might've dream walked because he remembers the dream. But I like, it was like, I always remember my dreams. But at one point I had this like flash where I was on a roof in full work gear. So you like actually projected his... yourself into his dream. Yeah. Like, yeah, weird. That's crazy. fucking weird. Just wanted to share that with you guys because like, I, cool. I couldn't stop thinking about That's it. That's so I neat. Was like, I'm you know, it would be so neat to like dissect that and like actually investigate and find out what to. the science and good stuff. I'm working on it. Do it. The other thing was, as if you guys remember, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here. I must have. But my abnormal fear of mannequins. Somebody had put a fucking mannequin in our work gym. It was sitting on the bike in the gym. I never went and looked at it. But I was like, nobody will take responsibility for it. Oh my god. This reminds me of your wedding. And then we when the pastor was leaving and he had in his car, he had this like skeleton in the passenger seat. Because <laughs> it was close to Halloween, right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this. Okay, so what was his name? Pastor, Pastor Pete. Pete. Okay. So Pastor Pete had this skeleton in his driver's seat. He's got his arm hanging out the window. And I stop him and I'm laughing. I'm like, I love the skeleton. And he Pastor fucking Pete. He's like, hey, thanks. His name's Boner. <laughs> no way. like the valet or something <laughs> Pastor no. Pete a plus one. <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> fucking funny so what do we got today so i have a, a little bit of a different uh, type of episode today okay this one is a, a mystery Ooh. more so than a crime possibly not a crime but possibly a crime <laughs> uh but it's a mystery um so yeah Building oh, a a mystery. Different. I like mysteries. The next uh the next couple episodes we have are gonna be our wrapping up the uh end of the year. And our Christmas stories. And our Christmas stories. Mm-hmm. So this will be our last <laughs> like, Someone's making noises. So of mine. <laughs> oh boy. Save me. Um, it was not a fart. It no. was actual grumble. It was. It was <laughs> of course it's 20 minutes later. I'm hungry again. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this will be our last like regular-ish episode before the new year, but I digress. So I will begin. On August 7th, 2015, Chuck Murphy, an 80-year-old builder, had started the demolition of a cabin he owned on Meadow Lark Lane. It was a single floor cabin. Chuck had purchased purchased it in the 1950s. The cabin had formerly been the homestead of Thunderhead Ranch on Rampart Range Road. It was an infamous drinking hole and place to gamble by Big Bert Bergstorm. Whoa, Big Bert Bergstorm. In the 1930s <laughs> to Big the Bert. 1950s. Big Bert had come to America from Sweden in 1912 and ran the Thunderbird Inn 
as a dining and drinking establishment. I love Which was actually a front for an illegal gambling oh. prostitution den. Still love it. Oh, well, I like the gambling part of it. Yeah. <laughs> the cabin purchased by Chuck Murphy in the 1950s by 2015 had been unused for decades and had fallen into disrepair. For a time until 2005, Chuck's brother had been using it as a party place until he died in 2005. After his brother's passing, Chuck locked up the cabin and only visited it occasionally to check on it. Finally making the decision in 2015 to tear it down and build to build 32 new family homes on the property. That's nice. So on Is August it, 7th... I feel like something's going to happen. <laughs> so on August 7th, Chuck and his workers arrived at the cabin... Noting there was a bit of a strange, unpleasant smell. Oh my god. They began to tear it down using an excavator. As they began to tear down one of the two chimneys in the cabin, they made a horrific discovery. Inside the chimney, they found the mama... Who? Santa! Santa, I wish. Santa! Santa! Or who's that? What's the character in gremlins the dad oh that gets stuck in the so chimney sad and Hashtag spoiler alert, alert i always that's what i always think about when i think about the gremlins is her sad christmas story of her dad oh my yeah. god that's so fitting but this is not that story <laughs> they actually in fact found a mummified body of a young male okay the body was crammed inside the chimney in the fetal position mm. with his feet near his head the body was naked except for a thin t-shirt. Chuck called the authorities immediately, who arrived along with the county coroner. The body was extracted from the chimney and taken for examination. With the help of dental records, they were able to identify the body as Joshua Maddox, who at the age of 18 had been missing since 2008. Okay, and then this was in 2015. 15. Holy smokes. Yeah, so he'd been missing since 2008, and his body was found in the chimney in 2015. So Joshua Maddox, who we'll call Josh from here on, was born March 9th, 1990. His parents divorced when he was young, and in 2008, he lived in Woodland Park, a town located in Pike National Forest, Teller County, Colorado, a town of only 8,000 people. He lived with his father, Mike, and his two sisters, Kate and Ruth. Joshua had long blonde hair, was about six feet tall and 150 pounds. He was said to have had a carefree attitude. He played guitar, wrote his own music, and at school he was seemingly well-liked. When Josh was 16, on June 1st, 2006, Josh's older brother, who was 18 at the time, and a week away from graduation, well, after years of battling, he lost his fight to depression and committed suicide. Josh struggled with the loss of his brother. They had been close and it had been a shock to him and the whole family. Despite his out, uh, despite this outwardly, Josh appeared to be doing well and was happy in March of 2008. On March 8th, 2008, the day before Josh's 18th birthday, Josh left his family home telling his sister Kate he was going for a walk. This was common activity for Josh. He often went for hikes, solo hikes. So Kate thought nothing of this. But Josh did not return that evening, as they had expected him to. Josh's family reached out to friends, neighbors, and relatives, asking if anyone had seen the teenager. But even, uh, 
They even searched homeless shelters and areas popular with homeless communities, but all their searching was unsuccessful. And after five days with no leads, the family contacted police and filed a missing persons report. So it was now March 13th. So they waited five days to report him missing. Uh. Why did they wait five days to do so? Well, March 9th, the day after he left for that walk, was Josh's 18th birthday. Mm. Having no history of any kind of conflict with anyone or doing anything, quote, wrong, unquote, for lack of a better term, the family thought and hoped that maybe he had chosen to go on a birthday adventure or perhaps he left by his own choice. Perhaps he had taken off to start a new life. No one ever wanted to think the worst. They genuinely felt that he had left on his own and did not consider any other sinister options for the first five days. What changed, I wanted to make them start thinking that it was sinister. Oh, that they, well, that they didn't hear from him. I guess they got nervous, right? But if that wasn't bad enough, police also felt that he had left on his own accord and didn't take the missing persons report seriously. Shocking. And now that he was an adult, you know, a whole, yeah. like, day of being an adult. Not even. <laughs> Not even 24 oh, hours. You know what? I was, I was a 38-year-old for three days before I slipped out the shower. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we won't have spoiler alerts for that. Turn 38 no, no. and figure out your damn self. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so now I was an adult, and you know the drill. It's all too familiar. He's an adult. If he's missing, maybe that's what he wants, blah, blah, blah. He was barely an adult, but whatever. Police filed the report. Well, police wrote the report and filed it away with no investigation. Josh's family on their own continued to search for Josh, along with his friends and his neighbors. After months with no signs of Josh, hopes faded. His sister, Kate, was said to have hoped he had left to play music and start a new life. She wrote of her brother's disappearance um, on social media, quote, since Josh was 18, it had been reasonable to assume he may have decided to leave town to start a new life. As one of his two older sisters, I've always believed this was the case. I expected Josh to return home to my father's house at any time with his wife and small children so that they can meet their grandparents and two aunts. Josh had always been known for his musical and literature talent, literary talents. So maybe he would find him. So maybe we would find him playing music with a band on tour or catch him writing successful novels under a pen name so that he could keep his preferred lifestyle of solitude in the woods. Unquote. I just want to make something abundantly clear. I don't ever have a desire to run away and start anew, like Mm -hmm. without telling anybody. I've thought about it. Like, I don't know. The thoughts cross my mind. I feel like everybody thinks about it. Yeah. But like, it's just I'm so right unrealistic now, like, to do it with absolutely no trace of you doing it like whatsoever. Like, yeah. No, to not to have it. access to your accounts. Yeah. To not have, like, you know, it's just, I don't know. It, it almost seems like something that would be impossible to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't understand how someone could do that. Like, I've watched, yeah. the, I watched this show Disappeared, right? Oh, and, yes. And there's people that go missing and they leave kids behind they leave like whole families and parents and brothers and sisters behind that are all very worried and and it's like 
you know, how could you actually just cut all ties forever and ever and ever? Yeah. It would be like you you guys leaving today and me never speaking Oof. to you again ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I couldn't imagine it either. No. It would be it would be devastating to the people that you would leave behind too, because they'd be forever wondering like what happened to you. You would think at some point, at mm -hmm. some point, if they are alive somewhere yeah. and and just in a different spot, you would feel at some point you would. wouldn't be able to be <laughs> off the grid anymore. Yeah. yeah. And or like, they'd reach out just to be like, leave me alone. I'm fine. Right. And like his sister saying like, Oh, I imagine that he's doing that because you have to, because yeah, naturally your brain wants closure. Naturally you need to solve this, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there has to be a reason and you're constantly searching for logic and what's happened yeah. where there is none. You know, mm -hmm. the police are telling you he's probably just, you know, he's a doll. He's probably just took off or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, that's so hard to not have, to just be like in that state of limbo, not knowing. Yeah. You know, I couldn't imagine it either, for sure. So police had no reason to suspect foul play and listed Josh as a missing person. For years, Josh's father refused to move in hopes that his son would return one day. Yeah. How fucking sad. The whereabouts of Josh Maddox would remain a mystery to his family until that awful day in August 2015. Seven years after he went for that walk and never returned, Chuck Murphy made that grisly discovery. Killing all hopes that Josh had left to start a new life as a musician, the Maddox family was shocked at the discovery. For seven years, Josh was only two blocks away from Jeez. his father's home. Could you oh my god, that realization and yeah. just how absolutely gut wrenching it would be. Yeah. To know the person you would loved and miss were that close that entire time. And I have yep. a feeling that we're not going to find out what the fuck happened. No. It's, it's, it's a mystery. <laughs> she says okay, with a smirk okay, on her face. The searches for Josh had overlooked the cabin as it was believed to be abandoned. The cabin was on a large plot of land, about 50 feet from the road and surrounded by tall pine trees. Oh, yeah. Totally looks like, yeah. no, you couldn't yeah. hide a person there at all. Yeah. A creepy abandoned, abandoned place yeah, no. with all these trees around. Fucking dumbasses. There was zero evidence of life and no reason for them to ever check the chimney. Chuck Murphy himself admitted he rarely visited the cabin since 2005. He did say the few times that he did, he had not noticed anything unusual or the smell of anything like decaying. Well, yeah, that that would take some time. But I mean, like, yeah, you're looking for somebody. You look everywhere. He was also <laughs> mummified. So that yeah. was going to be my next yeah. question because, like, when you said um that they found him um totally naked aside from a thin t-shirt i'm like but wouldn't he be like skeletal remains by this point right like yeah, it's been how many years yeah yeah so like <sighs> there's so many questions there's so many questions i feel like the answer to one of those questions leads to the answer to this mystery sorry anyway that's probably <laughs> true but it's <laughs> Sorry. That's usually how it works. Still a mystery, though. Josh's sister, Kate, said of the discovery of Josh's remains, quote, the situation doesn't make any sense at all. We were really expecting him to be somewhere else in the world, and he was actually very close. The only thing we can figure is he was being an 18-year-old kid, checking out the cabin, 
It had already been abandoned for a long time and her horrible accident happened, unquote. Hmm. But why, how why the fuck would he take again? his pants off? Oh, just wait. Yeah, that's also the other part. Yes. Why would his pants be off? And how old was he when he... He was 17. He was 17. So like he's not a little kid trying no. to be like, how does Santa do this? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> or, you know, it depends on how many mushrooms you take. Yeah. Well, if you're a child, you're probably, and you believe in Santa Claus, I don't believe you are taking mushrooms. No, I mean as an adult. As an adult. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm hoping you're as an adult. Mushrooms, you're like, How does Santa <laughs> do you never know, man. Okay, if that's you then, and, and you go on a roof and you decide to go down the chimney. No, you know, I've like, learned my lesson already. I don't <laughs> need to do that. Yeah. Oh, I don't need to. No going down chimneys. No. Yeah. Gremlins taught us anything. Well, that and don't feed them after midnight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or get them wet. Yeah, don't get them wet. Ugh. I feel don't like there's another wet. role, but I don't remember. Don't feed them after midnight. Don't get them wet. That's the only two rules, isn't it? Is it two? Yeah. I don't know. Don't get them wet and don't feed them after it, midnight. Yeah, it's only two. Yeah. 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 And the fucker fucking lets him do both. But anyways. Yeah. I Like, they're two <laughs> very easy fucking roles. <laughs> it's really good. It's one of my favorite yeah. Christmas ones. And this is how you end up in a chimney. Because you yeah. don't follow the rules. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. The Teller County coroner, Al Bourne, conducted an autopsy and found no evidence of any drugs. The body showed... <laughs> oh, sorry, Christy. I know you were hoping for it. I wouldn't say I was hoping for it. <laughs> I was speculating. <laughs> don't, don't throw me under the bus here, man. Sorry. I was speculating. No mushrooms. No mushrooms. <laughs> no mushrooms were had. No psilocybins. Um, Josh's body showed no signs of trauma, no broken bones, no knife marks or bullet holes. It appeared he did not die a sudden death. He oh. did not starve to death, though. There was evidence that showed he had died shortly after he disappeared. Starvation would have taken weeks. So would have so would have dehydration, which can take a few days. And the other thing would be hypothermia, which could take a day or two. He had no evidence to say which one would have come first. On September 28th, 2015, Al Bourne made a ruling of accidental death. And, and just like... He was folded in half. Yes. yes, but we'll get there. Oh, God. He had, he had speculated. Josh had climbed the chimney as an attempt to break in and became stuck in the chimney. Naked? Al, Al, Alborn said Josh's position in the chimney, quote, appeared to have been voluntary act to gain access, unquote. He concluded hypothermia to be the most likely cause of death. Temperatures had dropped to... The high of 20 degrees Fahrenheit, so that's minus 6.7 degrees Celsius between March 8th and March 10th of 2008. Key question, and you probably answer it. I'm probably jumping the gun. We should probably just shut the fuck up. But <laughs> you naked, aside from the thin t-shirt, did they ever find other clothes? <gasps> they do. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Seems pretty <laughs> cut and dry. No. Sorry. There's some discrepancies with the coroner's report. Chuck, so um, Chuck Murphy questioned the coroner's conclusion of accidental death as the chimney had been built only 20 years before. During its construction, it had been fitted with a thick 
wire mesh hung from steel hooks used to keep animals and debris from becoming lodged inside the chimney or entering the cabin itself. Murph, um, Chuck Murphy described the grate as a heavy wire grate, a wire mesh. It had been installed across the chimney about a row of bricks from the top to keep out the raccoons and other animals. The coroner Alborn thought the grate could have been rusted or corroded and stated, quote, nobody saw the metal mesh. We didn't see it in the photos. It may have disappeared, unquote. It may have just, <laughs> shit doesn't just disappear. Also, yeah. second off, like, is there any signs on his body that his body just went through that kind of trauma going down like a small head and having cuts and scrapes and nothing also was no was he folded in half with his feet and head pointing up or down i don't think he was okay head down yeah i think he was up so like he could well that would make more sense too yeah. like if, like even if you're getting rid of a body right like it's like you'd either be Fold it up this like way it. or fold it down this way. Sorry. I know, I know, sorry. What Dad. an image. I know. No, I know, but I still mean folded at the waist, but like, did he go down head first or did he go ass first? You know? I think they I'm... assumed he he somehow like like his feet were up by his head. Right. Like he was like Yeah, so then his feet would have been up. Yeah, like up yeah. by yeah. his yeah. head. So then they would have been folded up. in half. Yeah. But then he could be folded in half, but this way. But That's then true. that would have been folded down. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was folded up. Up. He, he was, was folded up. up. Okay. So I would assume so because of the choice no of problem. words being folded up, I would assume oh, he yeah, was yeah, folded yeah. upwards. Yeah. That's a lot of. If, it, yeah. if he was folded downwards. Which could make be. sense how, like, if he went down the chimney and somehow got himself wedged like Or this, even if you right. fall back like this, if you're how sitting on the ledge stuck. of it, and then you just fall backwards. Yeah, he could have become stuck. You're stuck. But why are you sitting on your way. chimney with no pants on? Well, yeah, that's the Like, this thing, is the right? part of it. It's like, I, okay, all this is great, but he was still wearing no clothing. <laughs> it's, it gets weirder, and I'll get to that, okay, actually. Okay. The pants come back into play. The pants? The pants do come back into play. So, um, Chuck Murphy responded to that, like responded to that comment by Alborn by that saying that during the demolition, all the metalwork had been collected and taken for scrap, which would explain why the mesh was not identified by the corner as it wasn't anywhere near the chimney. Chuck said of the missing mesh quote, they were just gathering up all the metal angle iron and other things as part of the demolition they had no idea the mesh had any significance unquote so like i believe that he's saying that one of his workers saw the mesh there and it's mesh specifically designed to to be in the elements right so it, can, it wouldn't become of course right yeah. and it was only yeah. yeah but could he could josh have cut it out yeah or could he have pulled it out he because where's the mesh have do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he could have pulled it out. Well, and, and when we're it. saying mesh, yeah. how big is it? Like, how how much mesh are we? Because like it like covers the entire like it's a thick wire like mesh like it's a big grate like it's, yeah. So it's like industrial yes. meshing that yes. goes right. from the top of the chimney to yeah. the bottom of the chimney, right? No, it just covers the top of the chimney, so it blocks like so you can't gain access into the chimney. It was a grate that was covering the chimney yeah, like a but it was lid, about oh, okay, but okay. it wasn't like just sitting across the top no it was, it was in, a bit. in it yeah 
So based on Chuck Murphy's claims, Alborn reopened the case three days after his initial conclusion. It was not only the rebar that caused doubt about the original uh, autopsy. For example, a large wooden breakfast bar that had been torn from the wall in the kitchen had been dragged over to block the chimney from inside the cabin. What the fuck? Okay. No, I don't like this So at how all. did that get there? Does anybody know? Okay, well then, that's sus, and that's sus. Yeah. That's sus. They literally tore a breakfast bar from the wall and placed it in front of this chimney. But Josh's body had also been found in the fetal position, as we discussed, more of like a full okay. half position, yeah, fetal position half, fetal. with his legs above his head and disjointed from his torso. Oh, God. oh, if he's disjointed, then that means, yeah, that's fairly aggressive then yeah. to disjoint someone at the. Yeah. Okay. But there was no trauma to his body, the coroner originally said. Yeah, okay. And now it's, yeah. So oh it's very um, it's very hard to get a but anyways, to have gotten in such a position, he would have had to have entered the chimney head first. This was a fairly unusual position, and Alborn had earlier commented that he thought it would have taken two people to position him in such a fashion. Wait. Yeah. Wait. There is construction being done on this thing, right? On this house, on this cabin? Seven years after, after. he disappeared. Okay, because that sounds to me as though, because there's just too many things to make me feel like there's no foul play here. Yeah. That makes me feel as though he wasn't completely dead at some point. Something had happened to him. Maybe he was suffocated or something. Didn't die from suffocation. And someone just threw him in the chimney. Yeah. There's some... But if you didn't die from suffocation, then there would be no evidence of that right and then yeah. if like they're saying hypothermia like he was in he was alive in the chimney well yeah exactly and That's he what I'm was saying, alive right? in the chimney for like they don't know how long but it could have been days yeah but he like think about it if you're in a chimney and you're just actually stuck you're gonna be yelling and screaming exactly. and whatnot, right like yeah but at the same time it's like this sounds as though he's was thrown in is what this sounds like yeah because he is head down. They said yeah. it's like as if he went in head first. Because yeah. he did, but he was <laughs> thrown. Like, because right, yeah. he's not going to just throw himself in head first, all naked and shit into a chimney. Yeah. Well, yeah. we've gotten to that part. This is very just, yeah. Megan. It's so I'm not going to sleep tonight. I know. It's it's so perplexing. <laughs> this is about as perplexing as the the room 14, whatever you did. 14 or 6. Yeah. yeah. That went yeah. I just, just giving that. This sounds like he's been thrown in. It's all here's the saying. part you've been waiting for. <laughs> Pants. He was wearing only a like a thin thermal t-shirt. His clothes had been found inside the cabin. The original coroner's statement was that he believed he had tried to gain access into the, the cabin right. by going through the chimney. Through the chimney, so, in which but, he would have known is locked up, too, if yeah, his stuff's inside. So his clothes were found inside the cabin, cabin folded up neatly no. next to the fireplace. What 17-year-old child folds their clothes nicely? <laughs> Come on. Because here's where I was going with this at first. If we're yeah. like, 
<coughs> if we're going to talk about it, and like, let's say no. no foul play. Okay, let's let's go away mm-hmm. from the foul play part of it. Okay, maybe he took his pants off so that he could create some sort of like rope to shimmy down with his pants. Yeah. And then, okay, that didn't work out. The pants ripped, they fell or whatever. I would expect them to be at the bottom of the chimney, like mm-hmm. in the fireplace. Okay. Yeah. But then now there's a yeah. nook ripped off the wall, pushed Help. against, and his clothes are full. No. Wait. Ma'am, no. Whose cabin is it? Chuck Murphy's. The one that made the choice to demolish the cabin. Why would he bring his workers to demolish the cabin without moving the body that he put there himself? Well, is he still there? Why was he demolishing it? Because he was going to build the uh, 32 homes low-income housing on the property. He, like, he had, like, he bought this cabin years, like, in the 50s and hardly ever used it. I don't know. I think young people would break in and have parties there, like, it's like, like a local party place. All right. I'm just saying, I just want to have an Yeah. I'm just saying, did we actually do our due diligence here? Because yeah. <laughs> you never know. It's secluded cabin in the woods. Young 17-year-old yeah. boy naked. Yeah. So um, the coroner, Al Bourne, said of the evidence of the folded clothing, quote, this one really taxed our brains. We found his clothing this just one really, outside the firebox. This one really chaps my pussy. Outside puss. the firebox. Yeah. Well, the, the fireplace. Yeah, so it was on the inside, outside, like, inside the building. Like inside It's a really the odd placement yeah. for it, too. I feel yeah. like that's purposeful. He only had a thermal t-shirt. We don't know why he took his clothes off, took his shoes and socks off, and went outside, climbed on the roof, and went down the chimney. It was not linear thinking, unquote. So he thinks that he went inside the cabin, took his clothes off from the waist down, went back outside, climbed the roof, and then put himself down the chimney. Yes, Brittany. Can I go back to my... That's the chimney, yeah. Okay, can I just go back to this owner of this cabin again? again? What's his name? See it again? Also, like about like like a couple feet from the actual roof itself like it would be hard to get up there let alone get the the um the ability to pull out that wire mesh well right and then climb in there like naked yeah from the waist down maybe he didn't take off his clothes there was no evidence of any sexual who is chuck murphy again he was the builder the one who owns the cabin and he was the one that is renovating it they're demolishing it. I don't know, man. There's not always evidence of that either. I don't know. I'm thinking some wild sex thing went weird, and the kid looked like he was dead. Someone panicked, threw him in the chimney. He wasn't really dead, so then he sat in the chimney for however long. And Yeah, maybe. What about this? Okay. What if he had a rendezvous with somebody, mm-hmm. not Chuck Murphy? So <laughs> say it's somebody else, okay? She's got her hand up at Brittany because Brittany was about to open her mouth and I she's know. like, nope, Brittany. I felt nope. the breath on my hand. Um, <laughs> what if he had a rendezvous, a date, and he's meeting somebody and he's like, oh, I know this abandoned cabin in the woods or whatever. Yeah. Oh, so possible. What if they are having a little makeout sash on the roof or yep. doing whatever somehow yep. he winds up in the chimney? Um, he or she is freaking out, trying to help, goes inside. And starts yanking on his legs to try and pull him and dislodge him and pulls his pants off in the process and then realizes like we can't help. Oh yeah. 
Why was it closed up too? Because I feel like that was purposeful yeah. because it's like, you know what? Okay. Now he's in the, now he's in the chimney. I don't know how to get yeah. him out. The only way that I can really maybe get rid of the smell is to border yeah. it up at the bottom. Right. Yeah. But then there's a, a I feel like the little bottom, bit of border. empathy by folding his clothes, his pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At his resting yeah. spot. Yeah. Like, I don't know you guys. I'll continue. <sighs> Al Bourne revised the autopsy report and changed the cause of death to accidental death. Wasn't that already what it was? Oh, sorry. No. He revised the autopsy report saying that the cause of death was either accidental death, murder, or undetermined causes. Al Bourne said, quote, we've come up with the most plausible explanation and it will remain an accident, unquote. I feel like they just gave every explanation yeah. possible. Yeah, like, here, pick whichever one you yeah, want. So we're not going to change it. it because this one makes the most sense is basically what he's saying. There, yeah, he's like, we, we believe that he did come down the chimney. That's our conclusion. Well, obviously, he went, he, he went down the chimney. Now, whether or not it was purposeful, he obviously went down the chimney. That's where he's at. We like, conclude he went down the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, tips. Like, yeah. So your boy, not boy, your man that you seem to want to pin this on. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Chuck Murphy. What'd he do? Would say, quote, there's no way that guy crawled inside that chimney with yeah. that steel webbing. He didn't come down the chimney, unquote. Chuck Murphy remains convinced that Josh's death was no accident adding quote he was only wearing his thermal shirt no pants no shoes or socks unquote chuck murphy believed it is ridiculous to think the teen stripped down to just his t-shirt climbed up onto the roof then down the then up the chimney and slid down knowing he'd be trapped chuck murphy had become very invested in proving that josh maddox's death was no accident investing and in proving this, that it wasn't an accident or, or invested in keeping people away from the truth or inserting himself into the and investigation it, oh boom <laughs> mic drop yeah, <laughs> sorry yeah, but, i'm making i'm just making i'm being a bitch now I'm no sorry. no worries but i mean but i bad. swear mark my words yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was left to be ruled an accidental death as it was the plausible conclusion. There are so many unanswered questions. Yeah. The chimney had only been built 20 years prior to 2015. So in 2008, it was only 13 years old. The wire mesh was designed specifically for the purpose it was used for. The chances that it had become corroded and disappeared by 2008 are very unlikely. Uh, taking into consideration... This was impossible for him to have gained access to the chimney from the roof. Hey, next question. Like, is it yes. visible that great? Like, no. If you, if you looked at the photo that she just yeah. showed you, like, so, the chimney is, like, raised from the roof. So like, who would know that there's a grate in their chimney? Yeah. The fucking owner. That's true. Sorry. That's true. Oh, you guys, I'm fucking Sherlock. I just Ugh. know it. It's not over yet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting oh, very excited. Yeah. One thing that we know for sure is that Josh or somebody had clearly been in the house prior to him entering the chimney. His clothes still th were still there in 2015. Like, it was 2008. Like, His clothes are still folded up next to the chimney. Oh, I don't like it. So, why? 
Because nobody was abandoned. Well, it was his. It was. It wasn't abandoned. It was stolen by this guy. Yeah. Right. So he, he just chose not to go to it. Why? Yeah. Because there was a dead body in the chimney. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I mean, it's impossible that he gained access to the chimney from the inside on his own from the bottom as a there was that thing blocking it and b like how would he have gotten himself into a fetal position like his feet above his head from the bottom like it doesn't make any sense police have received several anonymous tips naming suspects that had been that um naming suspects that had been heard bragging about killing josh one suspect no one notable suspect who is now incarcerated in a Texas jail, who had previously spent time in Seattle and Portland with a long history of violent crime. It was also said that Josh had been seen with a man between when he left his home on March 8th and when it, he, it is believed that he ended up in the cabbage chimney. <coughs> it was determined the man would have been unable to put him in the chimney alone. That's what the detectives were like, ah, oh, we're gonna look into this. One man didn't get him up there by himself. They believe that it's possible he got himself in there, but it's impossible that one person yeah. could have put him in there. Like, <laughs> like, this is, like what the Hashtag fuck? Hashtag logic. <laughs> so in 2015, a post on Reddit gave a name to this man. The I'm going to read you guys the full post. Okay. So, quote, I went to high school with this skinny, dorky hippie named Andy who played guitar in a band. I was never good friends with him or anything, but a year or so after I graduated, one of my good friends, Josh, started hanging out with him, then went missing. Turns out that in addition to becoming a lot scarier looking, Andy had indeed headed down to New Mexico, where he found himself shooting the shit with the caretaker of a disabled guy and got invited over to their apartment. Caretaker gets in the shower, and when he comes back out, the disabled guy is stabbed to death, and Andy's gone. When Andy got arrested, he also claimed he had killed a woman in Tahoe and stuffed her body in a barrel. The cops had indeed found a woman stuffed in a barrel in Tahoe. Oh, in, not Tahoe, sorry. In Taos? Taos. Anyways, they had found a woman stuffed in a barrel in Taos. But already had somebody in custody for it and decided to stick to that guy instead. Years later, I found out that the caretaker had died in a bar fight. And without him, the cops didn't have much of a way of evidence somehow. So that case against Andy was dropped. Several of us went to the cops saying, yo, Josh who went missing was last seen with Andy, who's a murderer. Maybe you should check that out. Despite a fair amount of persisting, nothing ever really came of it and by nothing i mean that the police mostly didn't even return our calls and once accidentally canceled the bulletin on josh because quote he's alive and well and living in the next town over unquote he wasn't he was actually in the chimney of an abandoned cabin like two blocks from his parents house the coroner said the body had been there for about seven years and ruled the death accidental concluding that josh had probably climbed down the chimney in an attempt to break into the house and got stuck which given the age of the corpse doesn't seem overly ridiculous except for the fact that in addition to josh having last been seen with andy immediately before his stabbing spree 
people called in to report having heard rumors that Andy was bragging about having put Josh in a hole. Somebody had ripped a heavy bar off the wall in the kitchen and propped it against the fireplace. Or the fact that Josh's stuff was already inside the cabin, meaning A, he'd already broken in and would have had to lock himself out to have to go for the chimney. And B, he might have noticed that either the flue or the big bar would have prevented him from getting in through the fireplace. Or the fact that when he was found, Josh's knees were above his head, which sounds to me like he would have had to have gone in head first. Disclaimer, not an expert at fucking all. Or maybe the fact that Josh was barefoot and naked from the waist down. This is just my opinion. But I don't care who you are. You don't try to climb head first into a chimney via a hole rusted through a metal grate with your dick hanging out. It's so true. (laughs) As far as I can tell, nobody even bothered to call Andy to ask if he knew anything. By the way, from what I hear, Andy's still out and about doing his thing when he's not in a mental hospital. All I'm saying. I wish they had done some police shit. A little. Open an investigation. Try to track down some leads. Interview some of the folks we've been calling in tips for the last seven years. Maybe check for some semen or something. I don't know. Don't just say accidental. Dust off your hands and call it a day. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, unnamed person from Reddit for that very, very uh-huh. colorful description yes. that pretty much sums up the entire case and all of our thoughts. Well, right. It's one. like, listen, I get maybe it's easy just to explain it away as a runaway or a whatever, but it's like, would it kill you to do a few days worth of investigating? Yeah. Maybe just ask a few questions because you yeah. know what? I'm sorry. Within the first little bit of this, it's like, there are things that you could go and look up and it's yeah. like, okay, if, I'm wrong, and this information isn't there. Okay, then whatever. Yeah. But at least you went and investigated it because mm-hmm. you're like, I would like to really know. Yeah. What prompted this? Like, yes, I get it. He wants to build all these houses and everything yeah. like that. But was that the real reason, or was there something where it was going to be that pub? There was going to be people on that land at some point, and he needed to do something to set it up to make it seem as though, oh my gosh, I had no idea. But yeah, for seven years, I let it sit here, mm-hmm. <laughs> never questioned anything, and I looked real, real hard yeah. <laughs> for this missing person, you know? From like, what I understand, though, But this... that's easy to prove. Yeah. All you Chuck have to do is go... live there, though. Like, he didn't live in the area. But it, that, I don't care. Yeah. That's his property. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. This Andy guy is seeming like a pretty good person, so I looked him up. So Andy from the Reddit yeah. guys... Yeah. Gotta love an Andy, hey? Full name was Andrew Richard Newman. He was arrested on suspicion of a fatal stabbing in New Mexico and is currently serving time, but he has never been looked at in the death of Josh Maddox. And Josh's death to this date remains a mystery. Chuck Murphy said said it best by saying, quote, it's a real conundrum, a tragic, terrible story. I think it will remain a mystery, one of those sad stories, unquote. he didn't get in there by himself. Like it'd be easier to yeah. shove a body up rather than to Throw drag it, it yeah. onto the roof. Yeah. yeah. That's unless true, you're, true. Unless you're both on the roof of your own volition 
and then he incapacitates you somehow. But if there's no trauma to his body, there's, there's so no contusions, there's no blunt force, anything, then how did that happen? Like nobody did a they real good job anyways. So. ruled out your guy, Chuck, because they never looked at it as anything more than an accident. Exactly. So we don't know where he has he been. Nobody has been investigated, and that's the point. Yeah. I'm just saying the way my brain works and – yeah. I've seen enough patterns yeah. that it's just to me. Sometimes the easiest explanation is the explanation. Yeah. Yes, there are really crazy, wild things that happen, and yeah. us as society love to take these mysteries and really make it into that. But sometimes it's just as simple as having a pervy yeah. uncle that takes him, his friend, and goes a little too far. I yeah. agree, but to play devil's advocate here, which is why we're here, nobody. No, like this. Okay, so Chuck Murphy, he's 80 years old in 2015 when he when he finds the body. So he was like... When he finds the body, but he was 72 or 3 when he died? Yeah, yes. My mom is yes. yes. 70 and she could 100% murder a bitch if she wanted yeah. to. But he <laughs> was like, a, like, he was a successful, like... Yeah, I don't care about builder. any of that. No, let me finish. That <laughs> doesn't mean you're not a murderer. I don't think anybody that is smart is, he, well, is dumb enough is he diabolically to leave smart. a body in a property that your name is on. We have a lot of uh, like discussion that we have to have around this. Oh, yeah. I think we should ask our listeners. We should. Yeah. Solve what this for us. Yeah. Um, email us at homebrewmurdercrew at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know. Do you think he just like fell in by himself and this is just a really weird situation of you know maybe sleepwalking or something do you think i'm right and it was the creepy pedophile uncle or do you think yeah. that it was somebody else out there like andy another theory back and we'll talk about it some more yes yeah. we will we could we will oh i love this what a good episode megan i'm so glad i'm back so, like it's such a mystery I've, that's like i, I know who did I, it no yeah see i <laughs> I've heard this story a few times, but like... I've never heard it. Why don't you guys email us your thoughts and what your theories are at, like I said, homebrewmurdercrew at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our socials. We are on... Facebook at homebrewmurdercrew. And also, once we post our um, um, social post for this episode you can also banter on the comment section yeah um and on instagram also, yeah. homebrew murder crew, homebrew murder crew. and we are on the tiki talkie at homebrew murder crew please give us a follow share with your friends we'd like to get to over a thousand followers so that we can go live and give you guys some snippets of what we do in the flesh Thank you so much for tuning in to thank this you megan mysterious episode i'm gonna be pondering this for days now i'm gonna be messaging you being like okay i thought of another name oh <laughs> i love it perfect we're gonna be we'll bring you guys some updates yes thank you so much for listening bye <laughs> bye bye, bye.